0: Previously on too old to Old Date.
1: Oh, nice. You live up that way?
0: Um, not really. I'm Becky, by the way.
1: Ah, like Becky with the good hair. Really? Sorry. Sorry. I've been... <laughs> I'm kind of the worst tonight. Um, let me try that again. Hi, I'm Mike. It's lovely to meet you, Becky.
0: Likewise. I don't say I don't dance.
2: You won't try here anymore.
3: Bradley, 34, Michael, 36, and Amber, 31, drunkenly stumble into a by-the-slice pizzeria in the East Village late on a Friday night. They are the only customers.
1: Okay, but do you think she's into you? Yeah, I'm like 95% sure she's into me. So the last two times that we've been running together, she will come like back towards my place afterward. And someone from our running group was like, hey, Becky, why don't you come home? And she's like, well, I'm going to go this way with Mike. And she was like, why would you go that way when you live this way? And then I realized that she's been going the complete wrong way of her apartment just to walk with me. And I think that's got to be a good sign, right? It's not bad. And then yesterday she went out of her way to make sure that I was invited to one of our other Harrier's birthday parties. So she like grabbed my phone, entered her number, and was like, text me and make sure to let me know when you're on your way so I can meet up with you when you go in. Actually, I should probably just call the Uber now because
2: I got to go in like 10 minutes. Uh, okay. Well, I I need to sit right now. So, can you order me my granny slice and a pepperoni slice?
4: I got you,
1: boo. Amber, what would you like?
4: I can order my own.
1: I don't believe you can. So, why don't you just sit down and what can I get you?
4: A white slice, please, and thank you.
2: Why even bother with pizza without sauce?
4: I'm a real New Yorker, and a white slice is a real New Yorker pizza.
2: I've lived here a lot longer than you have.
4: Shut your ugly mouth right up.
2: Jesus Christ.
4: How long is it going to take me to get home from here? Are
2: you going to do cab or subway?
4: If I do rideshare, it's cheaper. I met a cute Italian boy in one last week.
2: Ooh, say more things.
4: Well, he said he moved here a couple months ago and only had Italian friends because he works in an Italian restaurant and he can't practice his English with them.
2: And so he has to practice with you?
4: I'm not there yet. Just shut up and let me tell my story. He didn't really sound like he needed help. His English was really good and I don't think his accent was that strong. And when I told him that, he said his mom grew up in America.
2: And this one is for you and for you. What are we talking about?
4: I'm not going to start the story over. I'm just going to finish it.
2: Wait, so were you getting a vibe like he was hitting on you?
4: Yeah, like a few blocks before I got out, he started talking about how he went to some music festival in Spain. And after all the long, sweaty travel from Italy, he was so happy to take his clothes off and run around in his underwear. So he wanted me to think about him shirtless.
1: Why do you guys think that women want to see them shirtless? Like, what's the male equivalent of basic? That's what shirtless guys are.
2: I think the male equivalent of basic is just basic.
4: Oh, I I wanted to see him shirtless. But I won't see him shirtless probably because I was awkward when I got out of the car and didn't linger long enough for him to get my number.
2: Well, What restaurant does he work at?
4: I don't know. Somewhere Italian that has a lot of Italian waiters on Amsterdam.
1: Okay, so Italian restaurant crawl next weekend?
4: Yes. Maybe. What else do you have to do?
2: Uh well my cousin's having a party at his place and we should all go. Your cousin Carter? He's my only family that lives here and I've never talked about another cousin to you.
4: I love Carter and we can do both.
2: Fuck What the fuck? Oh I just bit my cheek. Oh that's the worst. If
4: I do rideshare home from here, it's only eight dollars.
2: That's not that bad. What's your rating on there? What do you mean? Like you get a rating out of five, just like the drivers.
4: How do I check?
2: Here, let me do it for you.
4: Well, show me. I want to know how to do it.
2: Uh,
1: sucks. I can't even, like, taste a slice
2: anymore. None of us are tasting our slice. The pizza here is so, so bad.
4: My white slice is good.
2: You have a 4.8.
4: That's such bullshit. I can't believe I don't have five stars. I'm always so nice to the drivers.
2: 4.8's a really good score. Think about how many rides you've taken. So, like, you probably only got dinged the few times that you made out with dudes in the back. I I know my score is lower. Here, I'll, I'll check. Here, do me too.
4: I don't really make out with guys in cabs. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have a 4.3. Mike, you have a 3.8. What? Why is mine so bad? Dude, if you were a driver, you'd be suspended for that score. But I don't do anything bad. Like, I'm not rude to anybody. Wait, I don't tip the guys. So is
1: tipping, like, should I be tipping on top of the normal fare?
2: I never tip extra.
4: Neither do I. I think tip is included.
2: These rideshare app drivers get paid differently than cab drivers. Like, the reason they have tip is there's no cut taken out of the tip that you give extra. I don't get it. I'm nicer than both of you. How do I fix this? Forget about the drivers, man. Yo, do you remember that dude, Mamadou? The guy who hugged you? The driver, the, the Uber driver who hugged you? He probably gave you a really good rating.
1: <laughs> the gross waves guy? Gross. <sighs> All right, my car's here. I gotta go. I'll see you, cats,
2: soon.
4: Be nice to your driver. I always am.
2: I don't think I'm going to go on an Italian restaurant call. That's a lot of pasta and red.
4: That's fine. Erica will do it with me.
2: This dude must have been really cute.
4: I just want to meet someone normal, in a normal way.
2: Meeting an Italian waiter in a cab is normal?
4: It's more normal than a dating app. Eric got so weird when I broke things off with him.
2: Eric was the older guy who loved drugs?
4: No, that was Lenny. (laughs)
2: That's such an old guy name.
4: Eric, I think you met.
2: I haven't met one of your guys since Jeff the Psycho, and fucking Kyle.
4: No, they were forever ago. You met Eric. I didn't. Everyone met him. I didn't. Weird. Weird. You weren't at Erica's stupid dog birthday thing?
2: No, I did not go to that. It
4: was kind of fun. I doubt it. Eric wrote me this weird email. I shouldn't show you this.
2: But I never met him. It's fine.
4: Yeah, that's why I'm showing you. I let this guy down really easy. And this is the email he sent back.
2: All right. Let me read this. Hi, Amber. I know it can be hard to enumerate. I know it can be hard to enumerate the reasons a relationship doesn't work out when it's necessarily so personal. I didn't push it all for an explanation, because in an already awkward conversation, it's nearly impossible to get that out of someone whose primary interest is in minimizing pain. Why does he think your primary interest is in minimizing pain? Did he talk like this in real life? Is this why you broke up with him?
4: No, he seemed normal. He just liked me a lot more than I liked him, and it didn't feel like we were going to get on the same page.
2: In this impersonal and significantly less intimate format, can I get an idea of what I could have done differently? Oh. We're mutually uninterested in a debate, I think. I'm not going to respond with counter arguments about what I did or didn't do. This is entirely for my personal reflection. If you feel uncomfortable with this, or you genuinely can't put words to the reasons, simply don't respond. No apologies necessary. The worst possible response here would be an emotionally trying email themed, quote, I just wasn't feeling it, and I trust you to save me from that. Thanks for the consideration, Eric. Oh, oh, oh. Bad, right? Oh, So bad. Oh, you, you wrote him back.
4: Oh, you don't have to read Hi,
2: Eric. I'm sure we can both agree there is nothing impersonal about this kind of exchange. The topic is sensitive regardless of the format. I'll do my best to honor your request. Why did you write an email like his email? This is so weird. <clears throat> the reason I broke things off is that I wasn't feeling... <laughs> He asked you not to say you weren't feeling it.
4: It was the truth.
2: You're a catch. I wanted it to work. I delayed addressing my feelings, but as you thoughtfully continued to bring me into your life, I didn't feel comfortable reciprocating and I had to face the truth. In case it's helpful, I do want to share a few points of feedback that I would have discussed with you in the moment if my feelings had been stronger. Oh my God, this is so cringy. I don't think I can read it. Good. No, I mean, of course I can read it. I should have encouraged you to take more of the lead in making plans. Amber, this is brutal. Mm. I'd almost always have to suggest times and locations and would have welcomed suggestions from your side. I am sure I made mistakes along the way, too, because you are genuine, considerate, affectionate, and kind. Nothing like being told four different ways that you're a nice guy. It's
4: fine.
2: Those are the best attributes a person can have. And for what it's worth, I really appreciated how generous and open-minded you were in bed. You're a good lover. Can't say that about most men. Jesus, Amber, what did you make him do?
4: I didn't make him do anything. He just really liked going down on
3: me.
2: All guys like that.
3: Kyle did it. He, like, wouldn't do it.
2: Well, maybe you should write Kyle an email about it.
3: Meanwhile, Michael arrives at a subterranean bar on the Lower East Side to meet Rebecca, 34, and their fellow running teammates. After exchanging pleasantries with the team, Michael and Rebecca find a quiet corner wherein Michael reveals a personal detail about his past. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, 12 years.
1: I know.
0: How old are
3: you?
1: Almost
0: 37. Wow. So you got married pretty young. I know. Huh.
1: Can we talk about something else?
0: Oh, sure.
1: So you mentioned brothers. you have brothers?
0: I do. Three older brothers and a younger sister.
1: What's the age difference?
0: Uh, We're all pretty close. The oldest is six years older than me.
1: Wow, that's not much of a gap at all. Are you all close?
0: Yeah, we are. I FaceTime with one of them and their kids pretty much every day. That's cool. Yeah. We were really close growing up. They pretty much just treated me like a dude. I, I was just like another brother. We were always playing basketball or soccer or whatever. Like I never really played with dolls.
1: Was that isolated to when you were younger or were you always a bit of a tomboy?
0: Um, kind of, but not really. I don't know, I, I've always really been into sports. A track coach saw me playing soccer after school one day and he recruited me to join the cross country team. I was in sixth grade and ran competitively through college. That's cool. Yeah, I pretty much ended up playing every sport. But not football. I never got into football. My brothers are football idiots, and I just, I don't know, I never really felt it. Do you like football?
1: I do. I love football. (laughs) Of
0: course. Well, I'm sorry. I just don't like it. My brothers would try and teach me all the positions and plays and everything, but I don't know, I I just never cared. We would go out into the backyard, and they would teach me to, like, how to take a hand off with my arm up in the air like this... And then they would just chase me and tackle me.
1: Well, that may be why you don't like football. It just sounds like they were bullying you. They would just hand you a ball and tackle you. That's <laughs> bullying. Of okay, course fair. you didn't like it.
0: Fair. That's possible. Uh, my brother Ryan did one last-ditch effort to get me interested. And, and he bought me this book called Football for the Feminine Fan as a Christmas Gift. Or, ah, uh, no, wait. It, it, what was it called? It was, um... Oh, right. It was Football, Mysteries Revealed for the Feminine Fan. No.
1: Wait, is that really the title? That's so condescending.
0: Yeah, no. The rest of the book was way worse. Did you read it? I did. Well, just up until the part where they were telling you how to decide which team to root for.
1: How do you do that?
0: Okay, so first they recommend looking at your local team.
1: right, that's fair. That seems fine.
0: Yep, sure. But then they start telling you to look at the mascots and which is your favorite. Like... Okay, like, so most girls grow up loving dolphins, so maybe the Miami Dolphins should be your team. Or perhaps you loved riding horsies, so, so perhaps the Cowboys or Broncos are more for you.
1: Horsies? That's
0: so condescending! Oh my god, that's nothing. Okay, so the next recommendation is to try and find the most attractive players, and maybe you want to root for them.
1: Okay, you must be making this up.
0: I swear. They said to start with the quarterback because they're generally the most attractive.
1: Okay, that might be true.
0: Um, Racist, don't overlook the runners and the guys who catch the ball because they could be cute too. Come on. They even started suggesting guys like Troy Aikman or Walter Payton because they were so young and handsome.
1: How old is this book? Those guys were from like the 70s and 80s.
0: I don't know. I I still have the book. They even recommend liking whatever team OJ Simpson played for. The
1: Juice? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's said to find two or three players you think are cute and put their pictures in your wallet. Oh my god. I know. And then you're supposed to find out where they grew up and and how many siblings they have and if they have kids. Why? What's the point? I don't know. I think it was just so you could get a personal story behind them and they'd be more relatable. How are you even supposed to find that information?
1: This is probably all the pre-internet days.
0: That's a good question. I guess you just ask around?
1: Do you go to the library? Do you look into the microfiche?
0: (laughs) I completely forgot about microfiche.
1: Right? I love those things. You just, like, put them in the monitor and you yeah, slide around like a detective. I love
0: those things. Yeah, me too. So, I should actually probably get going. I'm technically on call for work tomorrow, so I should probably head home in case they need me to head in at 5 a.m. or something crazy. Oh, right. How much longer are you staying?
1: I don't know. It's been... I don't know. It's been a long week. I should probably get out of here pretty soon, though.
0: Okay, well... Do you want to share an Uber?
1: Oh yeah, sure, that, that works. Um, I can order it to my place, and then we can just drop you off on the way. Um, why don't you just start saying goodbye to people now and I can call up the car?
0: Uh, I'd rather just Irish goodbye our way out of here. I hate those long-winded goodbyes.
1: Deal. I'll
0: grab the coats.
3: So you get the ride. On it. Michael and Rebecca exit the bar and enter a Honda Accord.
1: Hi, what's your name? Uh, Glenn. Glenn, would you be able to drop her off at 72nd and uh, what intersection are you at?
3: Oh, it's 75th in Amsterdam.
1: Right. Could we drop her off at 75th in Amsterdam before heading up to my place in the 90s, the place that I put in on the app?
3: Glenn grunts. Michael takes that as a sign of acknowledgement and approval. So, are we just gonna sit back here in silence, or
0: are you gonna try and kiss me?
1: Oh. Okay, please don't take this the wrong way, but I- Because I- like, I definitely want to. I just- I don't think it's a good idea. It feels like it might be rude to the driver.
0: Yeah, okay, I guess that's not ideal, but... Okay.
1: I I mean, I, I want to kiss you, don't get me wrong. It's just, I earlier today I found out I have got this low Uber rating, and I'm just trying to rectify that a little.
0: Wait, are you serious? I mean, yeah. Okay, so you would rather offend me than possibly lower your Uber rating? I wouldn't say that,
1: it's just, I don't know. I mean, your rating is forever. Oh my
0: god. Okay, that's stupid. I'm kissing you.
3: Michael's desire to rectify his rating vanishes immediately. He is lost in the moment until... Oh, shit. What?
1: We're almost at my place. I think he completely blew past your apartment.
0: Oh, that's fine. I can just ask him to swing back. Oh, please don't. Why? Oh, seriously?
1: I know. I know it sounds stupid, but it bothers me. Let's just... We'll go to my place, and I'll call you another Uber from there.
0: You know your Uber rating doesn't mean anything, right?
1: I'm sorry. It really won't take that long, I promise. Okay, thank you, Glenn. That was super great. I hope you have a safe and wonderful evening. Okay, so now I just need to call another...
0: give me that. How bad is this rating?
1: I mean, you can see if you want to, but it's pretty embarrassing. Oh, you just have to go to the...
0: I know how to check. No need to mansplain. Oh my god, that is awful. I know. What did you do to those poor drivers? I
1: have no idea why it's like that.
0: And you were just gonna let me get into another car and let them think this was my low rating? No, I mean... Okay, well that's not happening. And my phone died, so I can't call on one myself. So, it looks like you're gonna have to invite me upstairs.
1: Oh, I'm... Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I
1: can do that. Uh, Would you like to come upstairs?
0: I don't know. I've never hung out with a guy with a 3.6 rating before.
1: I think you mean 3.8.
0: Not anymore.
1: Oh, fuck you, Glenn!
3: Too Old to Date was created by Brad Garoon and Mike Tunzillo. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Additional voices this episode were provided by Chelsea Townsend and Emily Kratter. Our theme music is Loveless by Go Go Ghost. Follow us on social media at Too old to date. Contact us at info at toooldtodate.com and visit toooldtodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows and pay for more dates.